This is Lauren. This is Trey. And this is the Partnership Podcast. Episode number 44 of the Partnership Podcast. Hello. I don't want to step on the lead any more than I already did at the beginning of this podcast, so enjoy. Good. Good Good morning. morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Good, sure. (laughs) Sure, sure. We have news. Yeah, we got news. We have news. We have things we've been waiting to tell the audience since August. Mm-hmm. Can I can I rewind and talk about my uterus? Yeah, and fire then, away. And I'll set you up, and then you can. This is going to be a lot of you talking, a lot of me asking questions, which okay. is your favorite type of podcast. Great. Um, so, audience might remember when we had a podcast on kind of dealing with the scare that was going on in my body late summer, and me kind of working through all the things, how you were supporting me in my fear, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, let me catch the audience up. If they didn't listen to those episodes, I uh, injured my hamstring doing the splits in a musical theater performance last summer. <laughs> and I thought I could rehab it on my own as a 37-year-old human. And I tried really hard. I have a great, great gym and all of the coaches there are super like body informed. And I tried. I didn't do a very good job. So finally, I ended up with a chiropractor slash dry needler slash um, like physical therapist. And after a few sessions of it not really progressing at all, this person said, have you ever considered ovarian cysts? And as a person who loves the body, I was like, oh, shit. Um, No, in fact. And there's a history of ovarian cancer in my family, cervical cancer. Oh, crap. And it kind of set me on a tailspin for a week until I could get in for an ultrasound, of which you came with me. Um, And Trey got to see the very... (laughs) The very long vaginal probe that they use to do an ultrasound like that. Um, It was a little crazy. Um, Thanks for coming with me. And I wore my own clothes. And if anyone wants to talk about that, reach out to me. Um, We can talk about how to make something like that very comfortable. Still cried. Still cried in the bathroom. Still had a freak out. Um, Anyway, but the results of that vaginal ultrasound was not that I have ovarian cysts, which is I'm thankful for, would have been okay if I did, um, but that I do have a very small uterine fibroid. Um, and it is on the front, my uterus tilts forward, everybody's uterus is in their body in a different way, and mine is in the front. Um, it is so small that it is really not even recommended that I do anything as opposed to just wait. But me being me, I did a deep dive. And I was like, where did this come from? Like, what's going on? I believe that the body is really connected and holistic and tries to talk to us. And, um, you know, the the crunchy folk would say that anything that having to do with your reproductive organs has to do with at some point when like creativity was stifled or giving life to something was stifled. Um, And then also, you and I started talking about, is there anything in my body that doesn't need to be in my body? Is there any way to care for my body um, better than we already are? Because we get one body and we don't like to obsess over it. We just like to, I don't know, try to care for them. I like to obsess over it. You like to obsess over them. 
So it was at this point that you and I really had a heart to heart about the fact that I do have a copper IUD as our form of birth control. I have had this copper IUD since my slut era because I thought it would be a really funny part of Lauren's story Mm. if she was married for 10 years, always wanted more children, then is single, footloose and fancy free and gets pregnant on a one night stand. So since I didn't hilarious. want that to that be, would be hilarious part of my story, and I, this was before I was even interested in sex education, but I was like, what is something that I don't need to remember that does not put hormones in my body that if a condom broke, I am not going to be sitting there thinking, oh my gosh. Um, so I chose a copper IUD. People have varied experiences with it. Um, the first six months was really hard, really, really, really heavy periods. Um, but then since then, it's been fine, except for the fri- fibroid. Except for the fibroid. And fibroid. I don't, we, you can't, that's like causation. That's like being like, did the fibroid come from the IUD? We don't know. Okay. I don't know at all. Also, it's just something in my body that doesn't need to be there. I don't know. So we started talking about what's another form of birth control that doesn't put hormones in Lauren's body when she has a sexual partner. Da-da-da-da! Enter the vasectomy conversation. So I think ever since Roe v. Wade was overturned, ever since you've known me, you and I have had open conversations about vasectomies, and you have always said, like, yeah, that I would I would totally do something like that. I should look into it. And you just kind of, we'd had it on the back burner. Um, this brought it from the back burner or like from the refrigerator mm-hmm. and put it on the burner. On the front burner. On the front burner. Um, thankfully, the midwife who consulted with me about my uterine fibroid had a name of a urologist who did her partner's vasectomy. Um, and yeah, small towns are great sometimes because like, over drinks we were like oh yeah and then here's a urologist and here's their number and blah blah blah. i mean it was like really easy um but so this was way long ago and you said babe like yeah what if we start looking into this so take us back to the moment we took the vasectomy out of the refrigerator and put it on the front Front burner burner. (laughs) take us on a journey it was just like it was one of those things because like you know kids are our future the children our future, but just not mine. <laughs> Golf, plane tickets, hanging out with the boys. That's my future. So I never wanted kids. I love that I am not in your future. Hmm? You said golf? Mm-hmm. Plane, plane tickets. tickets. Hanging out with the boys. Hanging out with the boys. What the actual fuck? <laughs> I'm not there. You're in my right now. Uh-huh. So I, oh, oh, I see. Yeah, like my I future see. is something... <laughs> oh, know, I'm not in your to, future. That I look forward to. <laughs> oh, you're, uh-huh. you're in the doghouse. Uh-huh. Continue. Yeah, so. <laughs> what are we talking Screech. about? Oh, a knife in my uh You said children penis. are a future. Got it. So, But we, not your future. We started. Let's get serious. <sighs> Guys, ladies, let's reset. Let's get serious here. Let's talk about a knife going into my dick. Um, So, yeah, just started looking it up. I got a consult. Um. And then uh, went in and talked with the doctor that uh, eventually would perform my vasectomy. And I just got snipped uh, Monday. So we're recording this Wednesday. So currently, if you're listening to this, 
my balls are still a little bit tender. A little bit tender, and I'm currently afraid to come. <laughs> I'm I'm so horny right now, but there is a, a deep underlining fear that I'll somehow uh, break the hose, or I keep thinking of a tube thing where it's like, and then blood comes out of the tube versus sperm, and then I have to go back and I have to do the entire procedure again. So that that is an underlining fear of coming right now. But let's rewind. Yeah, let's rewind. I want to talk about because I'm killing. I'm we, crushing the lead right now. It was good. You know what? Better just get it out there because you are sitting here tender. You're so tender. I am fucking tender right He's now. Tender, everybody. So mm-hmm. I'm glad everybody knows that I am watching you, just thinking about your vulnerability. So I'm glad they're here with us on this journey. We'll we'll bring them up to current time. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't. You like. It was a good form of storytelling. Sometimes and I you like. I miss my buddies in golf. Oh. So fucking much. Is that all you miss? That's all I miss. Mm-hmm. I can see where this partnership podcast has gone. Okay, so The Treycast. <laughs> the Treycast. Treycast, baby. Um, take us back to the consult because this was hilarious. Many people don't know this. Let me say this first. Vasectomies are not always easy to get. It is a very odd thing. In this country, because yes, they are technically reversible, but it is not guaranteed. You can't guarantee that it's going to be reversible. And it's in essence a quote permanent form of birth control. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't know if men are scary and they're like afraid of a lawsuit, but I don't know if you've, I read up a ton on it this week just to see if there's anything I should be like prepared for to care for you and for this podcast. Um, and I was on like UVA's like in there in Charlottesville, just outside of us. I mean, and it was like, you need to know without a shadow of a doubt that you never want children. Okay. Because again, yes, technically you can reverse it, but also eh, it's not a foolproof thing. Okay. And so it was just really funny. They won't give them out without this consult thing. Cause you just tried to go and schedule it, right? I tried to schedule the surgery and they're like, you need to do a consult first. I'm like, is there any way to get around that? Can I talk to a manager? And they're like, no, you need to do a consult first. So I schedule the consult. I go into the consult. Uh, I sit in the chair. Doctor comes in. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. And I swear to God, this is real. The first thing he says to me, you're going to want to go to the grocery store. You're going to want to get frozen peas, frozen carrots, because they won't leak on your couch. And my jaw tightens up. And like, I feel like I'm back in like middle school health class where, you know, they have a conversation where it's like, hey, let's be like serious about this when we start saying penis and vagina. But I can't hide in a classroom. The guy's looking directly in my eyes. So I'm just trying not to laugh. So I just tight jaw it. The second thing he says to me, after that, you're going to want to go to uh, Dick's Sporting Goods and get yourself a jock strap. And if you wear a medium, get a small. It needs to be tight. And I just lose my shit. You just start laughing. I just start laughing in this consult. And you have a really loud laugh. And the, Part of me is like, what are the nurses doing in the hallway? Oh, it's not that bad. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not comedy store bad. So... I do the thing where I like blame him. I'm like, Doc, what do you like? What's going on here? Like, you're coming out firing. <laughs> so I do it, and uh, I go, how how am I doing so far? And he goes, Well, 
like with the procedure, we haven't really gotten to the procedure yet. And I go, no, how am I doing so far in this console, like right now? And he goes, I don't know what you mean. And I'm like, well, do guys usually just start laughing when you when you lead off with a with a shopping list? And straight face, he looks at me, he goes, oh, no, this is surgery. Most guys are taking this very seriously. <laughs> I'm like, oh, are they? And also, I don't want to say, it was about 10.45 in the morning, I don't want to say that I was smoking weed uh, at 9.30 before a doctor's appointment, but I was. And so we proceed, and I kind of calm down. We go through the steps and all this stuff, and um, and, uh, and and that's the consult. And what else happens? Does he ask you about, are you sure you don't want to have kids? No, that never came up. Are you serious? Like a moral kind of like, yeah. oh, this is, no, no, none of that came up. And I was very thankful for that because yeah. going into it, I was told that like certain doctors in yes. our town will ask like, hey, this is like having a serious conversation. It's like, nah, dude, I'm really glad he didn't. Okay. Because I'm a man. I'm almost 40. And like, I'm paying you to put a knife to my scrotum. Okay. So I can, I'm a big boy here. So I'm, I'm really appreciative of that. Yeah. And he, I'm trying to think. And he, were you nervous sitting in there? No. Uh, I knew no knife was coming near my penis okay, at that okay. time. Oh, did he have to do, like, did he have to check? That's Speaking right. Speaking of okay, your scrotal all right. So after area? all that, after the conversation, he goes, he puts on the, puts on the blue glove. He's like, okay, let's take a look. And I'm like, come on. Like, doctor. Like, hasn't this whole interaction been awkward <laughs> enough? You have to see my penis now. And I finally did get a laugh out of him okay. with that. Because I just do, I do this all day. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> And, uh. Yeah, so I, yeah, I drop, I drop my Lulus. I showed Tinas, just like limp Tinas, and my bush was wild too, like so many just had you wild not gray thought, hairs. oh, he might need to check things, get like a like a nice trim for yeah, him. You hadn't thought like little manscaping might be nice right nope. now. Uh uh-uh. uh nope. He just saw Tinas and wild bush, hairy balls. It was disgusting, and so then he felt around my balls. And there is a thought in my mind where I was like, dude, if you like this, you might be gay. And uh, so he felt around. That's it was internalized all, homophobia. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. It was all it was all very professional and stuff. And then I put I put my penis back in my pants, and my thought was like, wasn't that bad? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sexual fluidity, everyone. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that was it. Okay. And then uh, flash forward to what? You well, so that was, I want to say that was in the summer. And that was like first six weeks. Opening, it took six weeks uh-huh. to get uh, the surgery. Mm-hmm. First opening they had was this past Monday, October mm-hmm. 2nd. Mm-hmm. And I remember us putting it on the calendar and saying like, that is forever away. Like, okay, mm-hmm. we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And um, yeah, we didn't really talk about it or think about it. I've wanted you to tell that story for forever because it was fantastic. But you were like, no, we got to wait. We got to wait and put it on the, put it all together because mm-hmm. you are a master storyteller. Not really. I don't think I'm very good at it, but thank you though, baby. Um, Yeah. So my vantage point, you were just real chill building up to this week. Until the day of. Yeah. The morning of I woke up because this is what it was. You got to get prepared. You can't. can't. Okay. Yeah. I had to shave uh, my penis and balls, especially my balls. Stressful process, especially if you're going down to like the skin. And I went dry. Like I didn't shave, but Why? I went dry trimmer because I'm stupid, honey. And I I'm not understand. used to it. I, I never go that low. So 
I finally got a little bit smarter at, at the end where I put some like coconut oil on it. Anyway, so like balls were shaved, dick shaved, looks very strange. The day of, I couldn't have anything three hours prior. So I just had one cup of coffee and a little bit of water. So I was pretty pissy. And then it kind of hit me that I'm paying someone to essentially uh, cut my nuts open. And I was angry and I didn't like it. And I thought the morning was going to be like, yeah, we're going to have sex. I'm going to, we're going to do all these sexy things. It's like, goodbye, you know, goodbye, sperm. Here's one last go. I wasn't feeling it. So I wasn't feeling any type of sexual energy at all because I was just, we got there. Wait, wait, I tried. I tried to like offer some sexual favors and like get all pretty and. Yeah, thank you. Uh Uh-huh. It was it's it just for show. This thing is shut down now. It, it was met with something I have never experienced before, which is just like... Anger. <laughs> yeah, like complete... Yeah, you were in a different place. Mm-hmm. Your brain, yeah, mm-hmm. it was in a completely unaroused state. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we get there. Um, yeah, we, we check in. Uh, we go back to the... I don't know, like the the hallway where all the the rooms are, and they pull the curtain. They're like, "Okay, get get in this get get in this smock and like put a uh, a hairnet on and socks no and slip socks. socks. Put a no slip socks, even though you're not walking anywhere. I guess these, these are all for legal purposes, but nothing matched, and it was all like teal and brown. And I told the nurse, I was like, I, "Are you guys making fun of me on the other side of this? Like, why do you why do you put us in this? This doesn't. We look like idiots." And so I just wish everyone else, I wish the audience could have been with me. I wish I could have live streamed you. Filled out the stuff, filled out the paperwork, did all that. And then it's time to get like needles inside of you. And I'm like, cool, here we go. I get, I'm volunteering for all of this. Here we go. And uh, anyway, got the IV in and then the nurse came in and she goes, okay, I'm going to give you like drugs. Like, I'm going to give you happy drugs now. And I go, hit me, doc. Hit me with the first cocktail in the morning. And I asked, like, how long does this take to kick in? It's like, whenever it reaches your brain. And so I'd say a minute later, I go, oh, I feel great. And uh, and they wheeled me into the surgery center. They put up a towel in between me so I couldn't see anything. So it was like towel and then all this stuff was happening. But I I wasn't out of it. I wasn't under full anesthesia. I, I didn't go to sleep. But the doctor did say he came in. I kind of, this is all a fog once you're, you know, once you're on medical grade heroin. Um, so the doctor came in. He said hi. He did say you're going to feel a pinch. Then you're going to feel like you get kicked, like huh. in the sack. And I said, great. And sign me up. And he goes, whatever you do, don't like jerk with your legs. So I felt the pinch, which I'm assuming is the uh, anesthesia or the numbing agent. And then I felt the kick. And instead of actually kicking with my legs, I just go, fuck, because it hurt. And then the lovely nurse who was, she was quite funny. She goes, I'm going to give you another hit of, uh, you know, the medical grade heroin. I'm like, hit me, you know, another round, cocktail. 
and that kicked in and then everything pretty much went smooth. And this this surgery, I think, takes less than five minutes. I feel like I was getting prepped longer than the actual, because I could feel things starting to be pulled. Okay, okay. You but it wasn't that. painful. It was just like someone, imagine someone lightly pulling on your toe. Oh, okay. That's it. Because you're, you're it didn't under. even feel like tuggy. Like it felt tuggy, but oh. it wasn't painful tuggy. Oh, but it was tuggy. And then, yeah, the the drugs do help. The fact that there's a knife or a cottering agent, whatever the fuck they do, inside of your penis or inside of your your ball sack. So I got wheeled back out, la di da, you know, boop 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 boo, you know. I'm Mister Cool at that point. Just you know, saying hi to everybody like I'm the mayor. And, um, yeah, we get in the car, right? And then it's like, yeah, I want some Starbucks. I want some egg bites. Shout out to the lovely people at Starbucks. And um, uh, I get an ice pack for my junk. I get some gauze for my junk. So I got an – I don't know where the insertion is, but it's like, hey, just be careful with my junk. I know just to be very careful. And then we get to the Starbucks drive-thru and the drugs start wearing off. And it's basically, it's like a flu cold sweats. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like I'm going to throw up. Mm -hmm. And then I just say like, hey, can we go home? Mm -hmm. And like, God bless you, honey. You take me right home. And I think, yes, that's what it is. I lay down on the couch Mm -hmm. and then I nap for maybe, maybe five or 10 Mm -hmm. minutes. You make me some eggs after that because you run back to Starbs and then Walgreens to get pain meds. I wake up from that. I feel so much better. Mm. I eat the eggs. I start drinking water. And like it's night and day where I feel so much better. And then I'm just on the couch for the rest of the day. That was it. That's the story. Pause. Because we didn't set a timer. And I have Pause. No idea we got a timer. Okay. I am so glad that you told your version. And I just sat here quietly. Because you left out so many things. So many things. Can I share the yeah, go ahead. things you left out that are yeah. really funny parts sure. of this story? Yeah. I'm glad you told it so accurately and thoroughly. Okay. First of all, yeah. Pissy is an understatement. You were like, um, <laughs> like I had to take care of my nervous system afterwards because you were like heightened on edge, which is totally understandable. If someone is coming at your genitals, like the thing that you have been biologically programmed to protect your yeah. entire life, and you're about to like pay someone uh-huh. to attack them with a knife. Yeah, it makes sense that you were on, you were like, it was like this caveman is edge. This is yeah, pre-operation. Pre-op. Yeah. So anyway, sweet nurse is trying to like, you hadn't filled out the like typical questionnaire of like family history and like, are you allergic, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. No Funny thing about Trey, he is, remember how we talk about event planning and day of coordinator? Mm-hmm. D- the, the reason why, oh gentle audience, I am the day of coordinator is that you do not like doing things on the day of and he will leave out important details that like, you have to do he'll be like i don't want to do that so like it happens when we fly it happens in these stressful situations something comes over him that's like i don't want to do that and i'm like okay he, he's missed a flight before because he like didn't want to get there early enough anyway it's funny it's a fun little thing that i enjoy greatly so he's getting the rundown from the nurse who she has to ask these questions And she tries to ask him how often he consumes alcoholic beverages, which all of us who've ever answered this question before know that it's like, never, 
occasionally one to two times a week, three to four times a week, every day. Like that's just what you're supposed to answer. Trey instead in his, he's just, it's like, he's so tense that his jaw's not moving. So he's like, well, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I like to go on the wagon and sometimes I like to be off the wagon. <laughs> Her face is like, and then he's like, I'm, I'm really into course life right now. Oh my God, honey, I wish you could have experienced this outside of yourself. You're like, I'm really into course right, like, light right now. And I don't know, two days ago, I started drinking at 8 a.m. And I drank all day long. <laughs> and she looks at me and she looks at you. Uh-huh. And she's like, so like. She asked. How often? Mm-hmm. Like three to four times a week. And that's, then you're, then you don't even give her like a yes. You're like, well, sometimes I go like a really long time and I don't drink anything. I'm like, my God, honey. (laughs) Like, I understand you want to be abstinent right now. So then finally, finally, she gets like a three to four uh times. I gotta laugh at her. And an eye roll three to four times a week. Then the next question is, do you smoke? Uh Which everyone who knows, fills out these forms knows it means nicotine. She's Mm -hmm. interested. They need to know if you have nicotine in your system. See? 29 went off. Dumb. Honey, you're right, though. You are right. Keep going, baby. Okay, so she's like... Nicotine. They want to know if you partake of a tobacco substance, okay? And so the next question is, do you smoke? Do you vape? Do you vape? And then you say yes. And I'm thinking in my mind, she is going to check yes, which she did on the form. You don't smoke nicotine or vape tobacco products you vape a marijuana product occasionally but anyway so i have to jump in because i'm like oh my god this is going on a medical form which then people will reuse this is like in your data now in case i run for office no like in case you need to go to the hospital for something else and it's Mm -hmm. like gonna say you he's a vapor and it's just it's necessary for medical health but it's not true so i'm like he does not actually do that and then you're like oh but i do weed mm-hmm. and then you got like super mysterious mm-hmm. i just i wished i had had a live stream for the partnership podcast audience because they would have loved it it was you in your rarest form that i think possibly i'm the only one who's ever gotten to see because of other instances i've been in with you like this it was hilarious well, i get pissy pissy and then like difficult yeah difficult <laughs> yeah i I don't, where do you think the difficult part comes from? Why are you trying to make everyone else's day bad? I'm not trying to make everyone else's day bad. She asked me a question and I was trying (laughs) in my best to answer it. Like a jerk? No, mm -mm, no, I don't see it that way. (laughs) I'm like, okay. Yeah. So then she asks all your questions. Then she asks you to get in the lovely garb. And yeah, you made a whole deal over like how they didn't match. It was hilarious. You looked adorbs. I do have photos I could share with the audience. Um, did it feel vulnerable to be like in that outfit? Yeah, like in a gown on a on a chair. You immediately feel meek. Yeah. That's what I felt. I was like, yeah. why do I feel meek all of a sudden? Then I'm literally going to be wheeled around in a gigantic hospital bed. Yeah. I know that's the process, but it just fucking sucks. No, it, it takes the power away, which I'm not, I mean... I was thinking about my NFL boys where they have to have surgeries all the time. Mm-hmm. So they have to go through this process of what we're describing. Yeah. And it sucks. Anybody that has to have surgeries a bunch, I have a new level of like, this is horrible. Yeah. 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 
now and yeah, we can have another podcast on the reason I think that it's absolutely unethical to do it to birthing people who are not actually having surgery. There's birthing a baby, which is a completely physiological, normal thing for people to do. Um, and being in those gowns takes away your power. You feel completely meek. You feel very like vulnerable and like it, there's been studies done that like it takes away our ability to rationalize too. Like My thought was like, oh, I'm sick. Yeah. I know it's not accurate, but that was, that's yeah. where my brain went. Right? I was like, mm, like, I'm sick. I am the, I need to be taken care of now. Like mm-hmm. I, okay. Um, and I get it for legal purposes. I'm not shitting on the system right now. We, this is not that podcast, but like, yeah, it was fascinating to watch your demeanor change the moment you had the gown on. Um, yeah. Then she gives, you know, get your IV all hooked up and you squirted a little bit of blood when she was putting it in. And um, you, your face was just like, this, I wasn't the looking whole at time. it. You're yeah, I wasn't. I was just looking at the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, and it was just, it was a funny moment. And then she's like, "How are you with blood?" And you're like, "I'm fine." Is it? Did it get all bloody? And she looks at me and she goes, "No." And she nods her head. Yes, <laughs> she that's nods funny. Her head, yes, um, we had a grand time with you, and yeah. Then she went away. Another nurse came in, explained like discharge stuff, take care of yourself. Oh, this was the other hilarious thing. They're like, "Did you bring the tight?" jockstrap underwear so that we can take back with us and we'll put it on you post-surgery and it'll Mm -hmm. just be set to go and so we're like yeah this is again this is such like a quintessential tray moment and i'm so glad the audience gets to come because you are so prepared excepting sometimes you do this so i go to pull out the two different jockstrap boy short underwear things that you get and I pull them out and I'm looking at them while the nurses are talking to you. And I'm like, why does it say youth? And I'm like, well, Trey's a small man. He Maybe he really thought he needed a youth size. And so I get the medium ones out, the medium youth. And I pull them up. And no lie, the leg could have maybe gone on my forearm. Correct. These, these were got, medium like for an eight-year-old. I got the, I just looked at the sizes because it said like, one of them said like 28 to 30 and i assumed it was waist or inch or whatever the fuck but they were they were for little boys so and there was that jock covering part right the junk part was like i so small it was for a child yeah they were both for they were both youth size so i accidentally got youth size and so there's two nurses in there and I'm in my smock and I've got a needle in my arm and then Lauren's over there and I see she holds it up and I go, yeah, I can get my fist in a pan. Like, and so that's not, she's like, can, can, should we cut them? Should we try to cut them? And then I just turn to the nurses and I go, this is all highly embarrassing. <laughs> this is all disgusting and embarrassing. Do you remember what she called it? She said, did you bring any? Oh yeah. So funny. Scrotal wear. She's going through the process, and she says scrotal wear. And that was the funniest thing I heard all week. He did. He lightened up at scrotal wear. Yeah, I laughed hard. Thank you. Scrotal wear. Because she didn't. She, she, was, she was confused while she was saying it. Mm-hmm. So funny. Scrotal wear. Scrotal wear. And you did bring scrotal wear. They were just for children. Yeah, child scrotal wear. your scrotals would not have I fit. I have a man's penis in scrotum. <laughs> not a fit inside the Not child. a child's scrotal wear. So, yeah, that was it. So, surgery and... <gasps> Yeah, here we are. 
Um, the surgery itself, just for anybody interested, they told me like anticipate like 45 minutes. And I was like, of since before we like, we'll see you in 45 minutes. And I was like, great. I really needed a cup of coffee. I don't know if I've even told you this part. So I like peaced out. I ran as fast as I could, drove my car to a local joint, got a cup of coffee and a muffin and got back. I was gone for maybe 15 minutes. I walked in the waiting room, sat your clothes down with me, with my coffee, and then heard Mrs. All right. Like, cool. I, I was gone maybe 15 minutes. So it was 15 minutes. Um, and then I came back and yeah, you were a different man. You were like, baby, come here, come here, come here. Give me a kiss. And I was like, oh, thank God. He's back to himself. Back to um, himself? No, honey. I was on medical grade heroin. No, I wasn't myself. I was a version of myself. Mm-hmm. I was a happier version of myself. Yeah. And then we got you up. We had no scrotal wear. The one thing. The one in, thing. The one thing. I just held my dick. Thing. I just held my dick while I got in the car. Uh-huh. That was it. Yeah. And so we like the one shakily thing we needed, put though. you there. I didn't even have underwear you couldn't, on. I know. You, you couldn't walk out to the car. They had to put you in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, there definitely was. Did you see the mess all over the bed? That was fun. Mess um, all over the bed? Mm-hmm. Blood? Like, uh-huh. You guys keep describing my blood as mess. So it's, oh, it's a little messy. It's like, do you mean my fucking blood? Stop describing it as mess. <laughs> well, this I was... I don't like it. I'm sure this was more than... Because you. I'm sure they used like a sterilizing agent. And sometimes that can look like iodine. So sometimes... Because this was not just blood. It was also mm-hmm. like fluid. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Disinfect my balls. Anyway. So how's recovery been? So we've been interested in... Yeah, will horniness, like, how will that? <laughs> Yesterday you told me you had, what? what? Above sex, you had transcended, I think, were your words? Oh, yeah. I'm past, like, being obsessed and horny. I'm in the clouds now. And boy, is it lonely up here. So, no, I just, I mean, the waves of horniness come and go. This morning, so horny. Like, your brain, you can feel your uh, your brain fire. And then it's okay to get like hard, which is nice. Okay. That hasn't been painful. No, uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. No pain. It the only kind of soreness standing up and standing down. Where occasionally standing. I'll feel like a standing down is what you said. And I'm just thinking, stand down. Oh my bad. Occasionally I'll feel just a little bit of like it, it's so interesting where my hip flexors are a little bit more sore than anything. Yeah. Where I don't have any acute like pain in my sack. It it kind of resonates between like hips and hip flexors. And so just just kind of taking it easy. I'm on day two of recovery. Day one kind of sucked, but it was whatever. You took such good care of me. Thank you. And then... I made you soup. Yeah. I guess day three. I'm on day three of... I don't know if you call Monday yeah, day it'll zero. It'll be 48 hours... Today. In, at a, like 11. In a couple hours. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's fine. So just... Uh, it's healing nicely. There's just slight bruising on my scrot. And, uh, but that's going down. Um, but I am afraid to come. So I'm afraid to crumb. Yep. I'm so curious when you'll get over that fear. Me too. Then it's off to the races. Yeah. The The funny thing is, so you have to give a specimen. I was reading this last night at... Six weeks. Six weeks and then again in eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the more you come, the better because we push those babies through. Mm-hmm. Um just a little nerdy sex educator thing. This is not going to change his ejaculatory response. This is not going to change your, your like, yeah, what comes out of your body. It's just not going to hold any sperm anymore after everything that was already in the vas deferens had, like, 
yeah, you had you had some you know some reserves. They were like already in there waiting for the charge, and we mm -hmm. have to let them out of the gate. And then yeah, you'll be sperm free, sperm free. I keep thinking like, how do you describe it? Yeah, like a thick snot versus like very watery. I was like, is my cum gonna be just slightly more watery because there's less batter in there? We'll find out, we and then you know we'll we'll come back and we'll talk about it on on the internet. Yeah, I don't think I've read that. Yeah, um, recommended no intercourse for a week, which I I keep thinking it's probably so much like all my people who've given birth know that you know we have a recommended like six weeks, but sometimes you're like, no, I'm really craving mm -hmm. yeah some insertion before. Mm -hmm. I think it's totally going to be up to you after 48 hours. I think biologically, we know when to protect our genitals. And then we know when it's like, no, I, I want to try now. Yeah, I still have uh, sutures or whatever. Uh -huh. What is it? What is Your it called? Stitches? Yeah, I still have stitches mm -hmm. in my sack. Mm -hmm. They're so, going to dissolve. You have the dissolvable kinds. Cool. So I'm not really feeling sexy time when I can literally see my sack with fucking stitches in it. I'm proud of you that you've been like checking on the progress and looking at everything. Looking at my own penis and mm -hmm. balls. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people don't want to look at their genitals and I think it's a disservice. Um, the more we are aware and monitoring the health and well-being of our genitals, like an elbow, the better we know when something is wrong. And so infection like is always a possibility with any surgery. And so the fact that you are watching and observing, you'd be able to tell if there was a slight bit of swelling or something like that or redness. Yeah, I'm going to hit it with a little hydrogen peroxide yeah, after this. They good said talk. that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was good yeah. talk. Yeah. It's, always, it's just always good. Overall, I don't know. What would you say about the experience? A zero. I give it a zero out of 10. <laughs> Fucking sucks. No, really? um, long term, the long term benefits is you get to take your IUD out. Mm -hmm. And this is a really good, we get to take that out. So that was the why. Mm -hmm. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah, you get to be like hormone and uh, copper free. Mm -hmm. So cool. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, from a birth control option, if people with penises are not interested in fathering children, like mm -hmm. you said earlier, if they're interested in golf and their buddies in plane flights, mm -hmm. um, I think it's a really incredible option because people with the uteruses right now in this country are the ones bearing the entire responsibility of not getting pregnant and putting hormones and copper and, you know, all the other things in their bodies. And so thank you. Like from a human perspective, it means the world to me, the world to me. I understand that having someone come at your very valuable genitals with a knife is not very fun, but thank you. Like truly, it it feels like we're wearing this burden of, yeah, being, you know, our baby's 13, just turned 13. Mm -hmm. Like it, it feels like we're bearing this responsibility together to build the next chapter of our lives instead of it be on my body's Cool. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, that makes like, sense, yeah. Instead cool. of, well, we don't want kids, so you need to, Lauren, do these things. Mm -hmm. It feels like, no, we don't want kids, and so why don't we take care of this? We also want to still have a lot of sex. Yeah, true. And then uh, the recovery has been really nice where, like, wisdom teeth, way different. Like, there's – I don't have – there's no pain. There's no swelling. This isn't debilitating. I got to pretty much do what I wanted to do yesterday, which was 24 hours post-surgery. So, like, the yep, recovery period is is easy. It's yeah. easy. They gave you some narcotics so you haven't... No, uh-uh. Mm -hmm. took, I took aspirin. I took four 
like over-the-counter Advils mm -hmm. that, that you recommended I take mm -hmm. right after surgery, and that's it. I haven't felt the need for any type of pain pills whatsoever. No, like truly. I, I think if you were jumping up and down or doing stuff that you should, that they recommended you not do, you'd be mm -hmm. really sore. But no, you've, you've done a really good job too. I think that also speaks to following directions post-op of what mm -hmm. people say to do, like yeah. just do it. Yeah. No, but truly, thank you. It means a lot to me and I'm excited to continue to share the journey. I'm excited to share with the people when you do feel like horniness return to the point that you're like, okay, I want to do this. I got to do something about this. Uh -huh. Oh, and thanks Versus for, just push it down. Thanks for still taking care of my sexual needs and allowing me to while you've been. You're welcome. Yeah. That's right. Uh -huh. yeah. The other fun part about this, and then we will close up because we got to go, um, has been that it feels like an obstacle to me. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's made me really horny because Jack Moran, again, excitement or attraction plus obstacle equals excitement. So I my like wanting level has been really, really, really high mm -hmm. because I can't have something. Yeah. And so that's been really fun. I don't know. So everybody just pretend to have vasectomies in your house. Cause I've I've just been that's really your kink. I've yeah. been really horny. And Trey has been great at supporting, you know, m masturbatory practice, being there in the space, um, giving wonderful pleasure to me when I know that I can't give that back to him. And that's been really, really fun. So thanks for also doing that in the midst of your recovery. Such a good sexual partner. People got to come around here. They do. You're very welcome. Thank you for taking care of the coming mm -hmm. companionship, comedy. And coming. Three C's. Three C's. The three C's of partnership. Hilarious. Love you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Partnership Podcast with Lauren and Trey. Remember, this is a how we podcast, not a how to podcast. And the ex opinions expressed on this podcast are ours. We encourage you to go out and make your own. If you'd like to chat with me about the type of sexuality education that I do provide to individuals, parents, and partners, um, you can try to get on my calendar. Go to www.sexedforyou forward slash free consult and request a consult. Um, I love working with individuals, talking about all things related to partnership and sexuality. So I hope you have a wonderful day. And yeah, remember, these are literally just our experiences. Um, we really encourage you to do your own research um, on everything, including the forms of birth control you use. Have an awesome day.